I'm Trisha Paytas, and this is Best Week Ever. Welcome back, guys. I know I'm a day late, but I am deciding to do this podcast a little different. I know I've been releasing an episode on Wednesday and on Saturdays, but I think I'm going to start piling those two episodes and make it just one and start them off on Fridays or Saturdays. That way they can be like a half hour long kind of a show or 40 minute long. And also it'll give me time to um, gather all information and have it perfectly out for you guys. The reason why I'm doing this is because I found myself having more time after that Bachelor episode. Um, It was really nice to give myself a nice week off and um, went back into brain power. And with all that said, I think it's a great idea for me to do this once a week to give you the best and worst week ever award. So I hope that's not a trouble for you guys and I hope it's better because I think two episodes a week was too much, right? So I hope you guys follow me through this journey. This episode today, I swear, I feel like every episode I'm just slamming some white male um, past history and behavior. But honestly, those are the men that we should be watching out for. I got a great compilation today for our best week and worst week ever. It's a great story, so please stick to the end for it. And please enjoy the show of me bashing yet another group of white male (laughs) audience. (laughs) I'm so sorry that you had to hear me rant about these awful actors, comedians, writers, just doing terrible things and getting away with it. But now is the time for them to take accountability. But I do hope and I promise you next week I will be coming out with more information, hopefully better news than the yucky news that we've been listening to lately. So let me just start off by saying congratulations to Issa Rae. She is one of my favorite script writers ever. She used to do a YouTube short, um, Awkward Black Girl, that I loved watching because her skits were just hilarious. Um, Of course, y'all know that I love Insecure and um, pretty much everything that she's a part of, I enjoy very much so warner brothers media um i don't want to say how much money they wifed her up to join um this production because apparently from Issa ray's story the numbers are a lie and she's been getting haggled all day yesterday after the news broke out about her great um promotion i guess to warner brother media and that means we will be getting more content from her and also means that she has what I love about Issa Rae is that she has a great team Um, it reminds me so much of like going back to like film school when that was the most important part about filming is um, rallying your team make sure that you start like your cat your um behind the scenes crew right from the jump um i remember my 
professor telling me to look around you these people will be with you till the very end which is true because you end up being friends with people you don't think you would be friends with um just like my friend hannah who was super into horror movies and i wasn't i was uh, super into rom-coms i was that lame girl but back to the whole Issa Rae of it all i love hers because she brings in a diverse crew these people are not only her friends these people are who she trusts who she believes in and that's what i love about Issa Rae that she brings in her crew and she will not tolerate silliness um yeah Maybe I'm trying to tell Issa that I'd like to be part of that crew, you know? <laughs> I can do a lot. So yeah, that's just a little great highlight of my week was, of course, the Issa Rae news. I just love her work. So yeah, now let's get back to the dark stuff. All right, guys, if you have Twitter, you have been hearing about this cinnamon toast crunch guy who found two shrimp tails in his cinnamon toast crunch cereal box um, that he just opened. And um, he went on Twitter to complain about it because, you know, that's what Twitter is. And um, he also was calling out general mills to um explain why there was two shrimp tails in his cereal now i know this has went viral and um people are, are like kind of grossed out with the shrimp shrimp tails in the cereal but you know what's really really grossed out about this tweet is the load of information that you get from the man who wrote the tweet his name is Jensen Karp. He is, he's an American writer for horrible shows. <laughs> Honestly, if you were to look up the shows that he pitched, they're just god awful. And not only is he an American writer and producer, he is married to Topanga from Boy Meets World, aka Danielle Fischel. And we all know how problematic her background is. But to go back to Jensen Karp, he um, wrote for Drop the Mic, a Nickelodeon show called Unleashed. And like I said, I don't want to talk about the ridiculous back and forth about the serial because I honestly think it's stupid. And we should get more into the history of this awful, horrific man. In his tweets, he has been using language like gaslighting when he has been accused of abuse, not only in relationships with past ex-girlfriends, but in work, like in a workplace where his behavior transcended out to his co-workers and writers and actresses. Um, since the tweet went viral, a lot of women have been speaking out about CARP who sounds like an awful co-worker and human being in general. First tweet I saw was from Melissa Stetton. She is an ex-girlfriend of Carp. I'll be calling him Carp. Sounds like Shart. 
Melissa Stenton tweeted that um, since the viral tweet, um, she had to come out and say how manipulative of a person he is, how controlling he is, and even after their breakup, how he kept harassing her, telling her, I hope you die. Yeah, this is the man who was using the word gaslight to talk about his stupid shrimp tails in his cereal. And it's not just women that came out, it's men too who have worked alongside with him, such as Brandon Bird, who has proof that he has stolen ideas from his podcast, graphic um, designs as well, and TV show ideas. So this person is a horrible man. Eliza Skinner and Brittany, Brittany Nichols, they are head writers that worked along with CARP and let me just point out that Brittany Nichols is a black woman who worked with him in the show called Drop the Mic, which is a show about rap battling. Yeah, so this poor woman, she was the only woman of color and um, in, the, in the writing room. So I can only imagine all these white men trying to rap in front of this black woman trying to come off as like they're great or something. I can't even imagine that. They have threads in their Twitter explaining how horrible of a person this man is, not only in a relationship like sexually, but in a workplace with coworkers. Another man that came out to talk about CARP is John Cullen. Um, his Word Up podcast was stolen from CARP. He came up with this podcast literally a year ago, and guess what? CARP came out doing the same bit, um, same graphic, the wording, side-by-side, side, everything. He's, this man steals ideas and tries to make it his own. Another um, reason why I really do not like this man after finding out his history, which by the way, it's called a milkshake duck. I highly recommend Googling that reference so you can see what a milkshake duck is because that is what Jensen Carp is. It's where a tweet goes viral and everybody loves this meme until they find out the history of the tweeter and everyone just kind of like turned their back on them. That's what a milkshake duck is, guys. Some are saying that this is definitely a bit, a skit that he's trying to um, go viral with so he can promote a show, a podcast, whatever. This guy is sleazy. So before we all enjoy this skit from a TV producer writer, let's hear from the women and the men who worked along with him being triggered when logging on to see this viral tweet and him complain about a cereal while there's women out there who literally have trauma from this horrible man. So one of the ladies um, who tweeted, I don't want to put her out there because she did tweet saying um, that this awful man ruined my life and she was crying while she was tweeting it. So I just don't want to put her face out there because honestly, there's so many people bringing up receipts about this guy. 
But this woman who is a writer herself, and I follow her on Twitter, I follow a lot of comedy writers, as you already know. Um, I, my heart goes out to her because for her to wake up and see this person again, who she's been trying to avoid, um, yeah, it's a trigger warning because this woman was sexually harassed, not only sexually harassed, but harassed in her workplace and abused in her emotionally abused. This guy's complaining about fucking cereal and this woman has trauma from him on the way he behaves to other people. Do you see why I'm mad? Do you see why this tweet is so dumb? And I just received news that he, Carp, will be adapting a multi-cam sitcom called Shrimp Daddy. Yeah, so you can understand why I'm really, really pissed off that this guy went out of his way to not only try to take down my Cinnamon Toast Crunch cereal, but to do it for clout so he can pawn off his new TV pitch idea? Disgusting. This guy, yeah, this guy's, he's done. So now I'm going to talk about another white male comedian who is <laughs> disgusting. Thomas Middleditch. Y'all know him from Silicon Valley. He does Dell commercials, I think, too. He is in Verizon who tries to play off this nerdy <laughs> guy that we all think is, for some reason, cute, but he's not. Uh, ten women, including four former employees of Cloak and Dagger. Cloak and Dagger is this membership club only um, in L.A. He apparently groped two women in that club, but apparently probably more because of his continuing behavior of how skeezy this guy is. The owners of the club, Adam Bravin and Michael Patterson, ignored the accusations of harassment, so they knew it they knew how much of a disgusting person Thomas Middleditch is, but they didn't do anything about it. They completely ignored it because they didn't, of course, want to butt heads with what an A-lister? Is he really an A-lister? So these owners would hush their employees. Do you see why certain women do not report these vital incidents? A place where you work denies your safety, denies your voice. And like I said, this place is a members only spot. And it sounds so gross in my opinion. I mean, I'm pretty sure no woman will be wanting to go there now. So the young lady who works at this club, her name is Hannah Hardin, was groped on the dance floor by Thomas Middleditch when she told management she was dismissed and she noticed after that incident happened to her, he was continuously doing this to other women on the dance floor. Because remember, he's a member. He would come back all the time and enjoy himself in this club. And um, after Hannah got groped by him and nothing happened in her work of place, she started to realize and notice his behaviors in the club and was just shocked that he was, he was allowed to do this. And remember, this is the guy who back in 2018 said, hashtag me too is a scary time for men. 
Hmm, I wonder why he said a comment like that. Now, he mentions this when his co-star, T.J. Miller, another awful human being, was facing a sexual assault allegation. Hmm, but it seems that he was really scared because he must have a past of just sexually groping and harassing women whenever he pleased. Also, actress Alice Wetterland, who was in the show Silicon Valley, you if you watch Silicon Valley, you would know her right away. She was the only woman female coder that they tried to, like, I guess, have a romantic th- thing, whatever. The show's awesome, by the way. Um, it just sucks that T.J. Miller and Thomas Middleditch are in it. Um, she went on Twitter saying that she's been talking about his behavior for years. Um, this actress who was on the show spoke out about the toxicity on the set. She recounts her time there as a nightmare and called the all-male cast enablers. Because that's who they are. They're enablers, right? You have to remember, like, these people are allowed to do whatever the fuck they want because owners of Cloak and Dagger, like Adam and Michael Patterson, enable them to do it. They allow them to act this way. Just like the all-cast male allowed T.J. Miller to be whoever this awful person is. But the history of Thomas goes back to his weird relationship with his wife, who I don't know if you've heard through a lot of tabloids, they were like swingers, but it seems like he was more of a swinger. Just the quotes of him talking to his wife saying like, why does this have to be traditional? Like him being married to his wife because he is a movie star. Who, who is this guy? His wife divorced him this past May 2020, by the way. So either it was pandemic, COVID, whatever. You can totally tell this woman was up to her wit's end on his sexual satisfactory. I've been talking, well, not talking. I've been dissing Thomas Middleditch for, I want to say, since 2017, 18, when those rumors about how he treats his wife came out. And then also Alice Witterland, who, like I said, is on the show, was like the only female on the show, um, has been talking about this for years. But because of 2020, 2021, and people just want to be woke, I guess, they are now realizing how disgusting this man acts towards women. And you know what? I'm fucking here for it. I'm here for all of this information to come out. And I don't see him saying sorry. And if he does, you know what kind of sorry it's going to be? It's going to be a very, oh, I'm sorry. Because, you know, that's how he talks and he thinks he's cute. And no, we're over that phase. Before I get into our best and worst week ever, because it's a doozy, it's a long one, I wanted to talk about Justin Bieber's new album. Um, I had to stop after the first song. I know some people are saying like the album is a bop, which is kind of crazy because the first song starts with a quote 
from Martin Luther King Jr. And then he continues to play the song about his wife, Haley. Who... <laughs> I know what Justin Bieber's trying to do. He really, really wants that R&B category Grammy nomination, guys. Like, he's tired of being in pop. He wants to show you that he too, a white man, can do R&B music. And I'm pretty sure we're over that phase. I mean, like, I know a lot of Gen Z love Justin Bieber. But don't worry, guys. His day will come. Because look at Justin Timberwolf right now. He was writing that high life in his ramen hair, crunchy noodle hair. All right, let's talk about Best Week Ever Award. For Best Week Ever, I am giving it to Trisha Paytas. If you don't know who Trisha Paytas is by her name, you'll most likely know her once you see her on YouTube. She started off as a YouTube influencer who would eat in front of the camera and people would go live to watch her eat like a whole pie of Domino's pizza. Um, she was part of the vlog squad with David Dobrik, who is this week's worst week ever. David Dobrik is the worst week ever wore to. Now, Trisha Paytas is this YouTube influencer, like I said. She's kind of crazy, but I actually kind of like her. <laughs> I don't follow her a lot or I don't really listen to her podcast, but I do remember um, back in the day, I think my sister got me into her. My sister's so into the YouTube world. I am not. Um, I go to my sister <laughs> to talk about like Tati and James and the whole Jeffrey stars thing because YouTube is not my world. It's not my channel. But I do know who Trisha Paytas is. Um, she has been coming out with all this content for the past, I want to say, two years when she broke up with her boyfriend, Jason, who was part of the vlog squad. Um, and she basically came out and talked about her mental health, how um, she didn't have consent to certain skits that were uploaded to the page also um just the weird shit that she would see when she was in the environment with these guys um she's been talking about it for years calling david dobrik ted bundy which is really dark because this guy has a permanent camera on his hand and he's always pawning off his friends to do stupid shit and by stupid shit um, it's, some of it, it's not really stupid. Some of it is like, um, his friend Seth not consenting to make out with the man. Um, and he also used to film Trisha Paytas naked with her saying no. Like, this man does not know what consent is. So, let me go back and tell you why David Dobrik is on the hot seat right now and Trisha Paytas is looking like a queen. Uh, Trisha Paytas came out on Frenemies with his, her co-podcaster, Ethan, to talk about Dirty Dom, who is under fire right now because he is being accused of rape. Sorry, guys. Trigger warning. Sexual assault and rape is going to be talked about in this segment. Um... Yeah, so Dirty Dom is a friend of David 
they did this skit about trying to get Dirty Dom to do a five sum, but it never happened. They DM'd these, these girls DM'd them because, you know, they're underage. They love David Dobrik. They watch YouTube. They were fans. Okay, guys? They were fans. Imagine being 19 and you're hanging. Like, I was 19 hanging out with one of my favorite bands, Brand New. And that was fucking crazy for me. So I can only imagine how these young girls felt being with their favorite favorite stars. I will be linking the whole Business Insider article into the, des- the description of the episode. Kat Tattenberg did a beautiful job on finding every little bit of detail and smashing it all into this article yes it's in a paywall but it's a fucking dollar just pay it it's worth reading it and you need to support this woman's article as well so go ahead read that article and then you can come back and we can talk about (laughs) this apology video i guess first of all david dobrik came out with a two-minute apology video and he posted it on a channel that's not even his main channel. He posted it on a channel that had the few followings. So that right there, I knew from the jump that he did not care about his apology, that he just wanted to throw that apology out there so he can continue doing his dirty fucking stuff. Well, because of sponsors listening and finding out all this information about how toxic his vlog squad is, They've all pulled out. So, of course, that's when David Dobrik went back online to do a seven-minute apology video with some crocodile tears. So, remember, guys, this apology video, the seven-minute one, was money-motivated because his sponsors pulled out. If you guys have ever seen a video of David Dobrik or just... I... I mean, I don't want you to go on his channel and give him fucking views because this person is awful. But just past videos I've seen him make are racist. They're misogynistic. Um, also, they're, they like enable sexual rape as well, I guess you can say. Because they freaking, like in the videos, they sneak in while their friend is having sex with a girlfriend or they'll hide in the closet and like um their friend will come back from a shower and get naked and then he like bust open the closet door with his camera and you're being filmed naked like this is not like who is this funny for this is not funny i guess it's funny for kids because that's who his followers followers are they're kids they're 10 year olds they're 15 year olds let's go back to how old these girls were who were fans when they went to go do this skit for david dobrik they were 19 18 20 they couldn't buy alcohol that's why this whole thing with jeff of like who bought the alcohol jeff or todd like dude you were there you 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 enabled the act like ugh, the apology for jeff is just the worst and i highly recommend watching the frenemies episode of trisha and ethan talking to jeff about his non-so apology video 
So yes, best week ever to Trisha and worst week ever to David. I hope we see his whole production just fall and we don't ever have to see this goofy kid's face again. I mean, we probably will because he has such a strong following. I feel like, I think he has 18.9 million people following him on YouTube. But then again, people... YouTube is such a weird world. I'm sorry. Now, I know I might be talking about this YouTube ordeal like I know what I'm talking about, but I don't. So I highly recommend listening to Trend Lightly podcast with my friends Brian and Molly. They did a whole episode. I think it's like two hours long, and they also have um, a little um, add-on bonus to the episode as well. And she really does an an amazing outline of how David Dobrik came into the scene, how he started his vlog squad, um, how Trisha got into it. She really goes all the way back to phase one of this whole ordeal. And um, she finishes it very, very perfectly. Um, so I highly recommend listen to Trend Lightly with Molly and Brian where they go deep into it with the David Dobrik episode. Before I go, I wanted to add on that I've been watching 90 Day Fiance the other way. I binged the whole season in one night. I'm going to see the second season soon enough. I don't know if I'm going to binge it again like I did before because literally that show really sucks me in and I can't get out of it. Um, But I do hope to do a special episode about 90 Day the other way with a guest. If you're interested, please hit me up. Otherwise, I'm going to be booking one soon so we can just lay it out all there Because, you know, my favorite is Paul and Corinne, and that's a great hot mess that everyone should follow. But yes, 90 Day Fiance The Other Way recaps will be coming out soon. All right, guys, and that is all for today. Um, I did want to point out about Chrissy Teigen leaving Twitter. Um, I really do feel bad that she has to leave Twitter in order for her to find like a positive space in her life. Like I said, Twitter is a nasty bitch. (laughs) And especially to like people who have the blue checks star or whatever, or even, you know, famous people. But I just don't understand why people can't just mute or block You know what I mean? Like, some people really like to hate follow. I don't understand that at all. I also don't understand people who leave rude, nasty comments to a stranger (laughs) that they never see in person. Or, like, I don't understand the conviction that a person can feel uh, behind a computer screen just being nasty towards someone. I don't get the satisfaction to it. But yeah, if you're one of those people, stop. You look fucking stupid. You look like a boomer who's like pissed off. You look like a Trump supporter who just likes to rant off about stupid shit they don't know. 
Um, but yeah, I feel bad for Chrissy Teigen, but I just want to tell you guys, like, you can block, you can mute in Twitter. I have, I've muted Tommy Lauren. I, all, I've muted Chrissy Teigen, to be quite honest, if you, we want to be real. Like, I'm not a Chrissy Teigen fan. I never was. I find her to be a little annoying. And I remember people on Twitter, when she first got on, they would just retweet a lot of her stuff and like her her stuff would just pop up in my Twitter line. So you know what I did? I just muted her because that's what normal people should do. If you don't like something, if you don't wanna hear from someone, you know how easy it is to ignore that person or to just block them out of your life? I just don't understand the whole hate following and like they hate commenting like what what are you getting out of it and yes I am that reply girl who is always cheering on her writers her comedians like I go on Twitter to complain about my stuff but when I'm replying to someone else it's positive reinforcement you know what I mean like if I see a friend who's like I'm having a bad day like send me a picture of your dog I'll send them a picture of my dog you know like I want to be better in the world I want to pass that baton to someone else you know to give that positive reinforcement back to someone who needs it so yeah I don't understand the whole hate commenting and hate following like just stop you look stupid and you're gonna be find out found out like Look at the racist woman from New York at the ba- at the bakery bakery that she went. Like, look at her life right now, guys. She had such a big game of talking, but once the spotlight really puts puts that on you, like you're done. You're done, Thomas Middlejitch. You're done, David Dobrik. Um, you're done, Jensen Carp. But yes. Thank you so much for listening, guys. I know I don't want this to be like a bashing podcast, but when horrible men do horrible stuff, I do have to talk about it. Um, Hopefully next week we'll talk more about Issa Rae's contract or just better news. (laughs) Thank you guys and we'll hear from you soon. Bye.